Welcome to Impact the World. For this episode, we bring you the audio of my monthly energy update, which is delivered to YouTube every single month. You can find the video version of this at my channel, Lee Harris Energy. And if you hit subscribe and the notification bell, you will always be notified when the energy update appears. We hope you enjoy this audio version of the energy update. Hi everyone, welcome to the energy update for October. How on earth is time just flying the way it is? Uh, but I'm happy to announce that for those of you who have taken my initiation course before, which is my once a year channeled mystery school, we are bringing it back. We start on October the 25th and it's, uh, it's very exciting basically for me and the team. It's the most potent and powerful thing we do all year in many ways. And so if you want to join us, stay tuned all the way to the end where I will share more about it. But for today, let's look at the themes that I have been given for this month and see if you can find yourself in any of them, or if not you, people around you. So the first big theme for the month was transformational grief, reckoning and rebirth transformational grief, reckoning, and rebirth. You know, many times over the last three, four years, my guides have spoken about how grief is the great transformer. When we are in the experience of grief, it doesn't usually feel like that because we're burning and we're purging and we're releasing. But actually, through that process of grief, we become somebody and something new on the other side. Now, one of the things that's happening a lot this year, certainly I'm hearing about this, seeing it in the world, have my own experiences of it and people who are close to me, many people leaving the planet. You know, whether they are dying suddenly and unusually or whether there are people whose lives are ending and I've also heard of an increasing number of suicides. So there is certainly a death energy on the planet that you can couple that with the death of the systems, the death of aspects of the planet and our environment that we're having to grapple with. So transformational grief, reckoning and rebirth is a different energetic around that theme than I have certainly seen in the last three, four four years. I don't know about you, but my human programming, my human mind, when I hear the word grief, there tends to be a heavy association with it, or at least that's what many of us have been taught to feel and how to respond to it, or certainly sometimes fear of grief. We're afraid to grieve. We're afraid of what grief might do to us. That's rapidly changing on the planet, and people are understanding how to dance with the transformational energies of grief more than ever before, which just means the grief journey is speeding up. It's no longer taking quite as long as it used to. Now, I say all of this, your experience right now might be that you are deeply in grief because you've lost someone very important to you or you're grieving an aspect of your life that has gone away or you're feeling planetary grief. So. Me saying that is not to take anything away from where you are at. The most important thing any of us can ever do 
is to, to the best of our ability, allow what we are feeling and experiencing to move through us. So we don't try and block it, stop it, hinder its progress. But the reason the grief energy feels different is a lot more people are a lot more used to the experience of grief or some kind of relationship to grief in the last few years at a higher level than most of us have experienced in our lifetime. And that's important because the Z's have spoken about us experiencing more death on the planet as, as a general theme, and that, that's something they've been talking about since uh, 2019. So that's not to alarm any of us, and I think if anything, what we can do is use the remembrance that all of us are on a limited physical journey to bring us back to presence. We never know when our last day on Earth is going to be, and if we really lived with more of that awareness, we would actually be more present, more here, and live in a deeper way. But equally, there are many issues in our society that we are facing right now and having to reckon with around why is this taking place? Why is this level of death appearing? Why are so many people checking out? What do we have to pay attention to? So there is a real reckoning going on society-wide around this theme. But the transformational grief piece, my guides were very adamant that transformational has to sit right before the word grief. I couldn't just use the word grief without transformational first, is because it is this very enlivening energy that people are beginning to experience. Everything is moving faster where our consciousness and the energy of the world is concerned, so therefore, many of us are moving through layers of transformation at speeds that we haven't previously. Doesn't always mean it feels great, doesn't always mean that it feels like you've got it sorted out. We'll get to that in a minute when I talk about the theme, messy multidimensional integration. But the reckoning piece is very important. So a reckoning and reassessment of what's going on. People seeing things differently, people noticing things they previously weren't noticing, that's beginning to happen. And that's going to have a very powerful ripple effect in the coming years. So we're at the very beginning of this birthing energy that springs out of transformational grief, and it leads us to reckoning and rebirth. So you might be finding yourself in a personal rebirth right now. New levels or new layers of who you are here to be are beginning to come to the surface, beginning to emerge. And it might be a very newborn baby stage for you. So again, in a moment, I have another theme which will tie in well to this. But the one thing I want to say about holding space for others, I know that many of you in this community will be aware what that means. I mean, it's literally as simple as being there for other people when you can and when you're able to. And perhaps being the person that they can confide in, perhaps being the person who gives good emotional advice, perhaps being the person who does loving things for people who need love shown to them, and you do it through action rather than through words or physicality in that way. So holding space for others, I know has been a big theme for many, many in the last year or so. And as usual, you can do that, you just have to make sure you're not capsizing yourself, you are making sure that you are maintaining yourself. And again, the rise in that need for help and support from people around us is also a really great test of our balanced core around our empathic abilities. 
because somebody who is able to be empathic and support others and feel a need and do it while holding their own core is very powerful for others and for themselves. Someone who is drowning in the needs of others because of a lack of boundaries around your own empathy or your belief about what you're on the planet to be. I'm here to serve others and that's my only reason to be here. That's not true for any of us. So even if your wiring is that way, you have to remember that you, like all of us, are also here to have a personal relationship with your own growth and that the planet needs you to have that. That's not selfish. We're all here as these individuals collecting, uh, uh, not collecting, transforming ancestral energies that we are all walking through that our physical bodies hold the codes of. We're walking through it every day. You only have to look out at society today and see the way things are being discussed or dealt with to go, oh, that seems very 16th century. That feels really old. Oh, wow, that feels very modern, very 21st century. You know, we're constantly in and out of timelines as people, as a group, as a society. So transformational grief, reckoning and rebirth. It's a kind of big arc theme that feels like it is with us at a very new level in this year of 2023. And it's really going to make its face known in the coming few months. And some of you might have caught all of this months ago. This might have been something you were surfing with over summer. Number two, theme number two, what are we allowed? What are we allowed? Is that a question you've ever asked yourself? You know, vibrationally, what are we allowed to feel? What are we allowed to be? And what are we allowed to experience? So this is both a personal question and a collective question. You know, for me personally, I often look at what we're not allowed to do in the world and how we aren't allowed to be involved in certain decisions. And that's always weird for me. That's always felt dysmorphic for me ever since I was a kid. And I know that now we're at this time in history where there is going to be a massive transformation around that gap. So you also have to look at that personally as we are going to be going through in the next decade or two a real revolution and transformation around what we as a people are allowed and how much influence we're allowed to have versus how much we aren't. There is going to be a massive transformation around that in the next couple of decades. And so we too personally will be going through that. And it's an interesting question to ask yourself because obviously we're all different. We're all born into different areas of the world where there are different things that are allowed or aren't allowed depending on where you're born. Uh, what your experience was as a child, what kind of resources, support, love you grew up with, everything. I mean, you can, you can see how diverse that experience is all across the planet. But when we're just talking about a personal spiritual question that we ask ourselves, what are we allowed? It's a question that does fall to us. Because wherever our experiences or our programming has made us pull in or suppress or repress or hide or bury trauma. We have the opportunity all through our life as we move through the world and as we move through our new experiences to ask ourselves, ah, oh, am I allowed to be a little more peaceful now than I perhaps was capable of or my life circumstances allowed me to be five years ago? Am I allowed to be a little clearer about what I feel 
in the way I express myself these days because I've learned to do it in a better way. And I'm in a place and a time and a set of relationships in my life where that's more allowed. Am I allowed? And of course, you know, we, are, we ask these questions and often, you know, if you're at a workshop, uh, a self-growth workshop, or you're, you're having a revelation in your personal life, I, you know, I always think that visionary moment where you have a revelation is like a little high. It's like, wow, I'm allowed to be freer in the way I speak to my friends. And that feels great in that moment, but then you've got to, then you've got to put it into action. And that's a whole other learning curve, you know, because this body and this mind and the muscle memory around our programming and our patterns and what we culturally have been raised to be has to start to break down a bit. So again, we'll be coming in a minute to messy multidimensional integration, which will speak to this a little bit. But ask yourself the question, what am I allowed to feel? to be, and to experience? And it's a great question to ask yourself because there are always parameters in our lives that will be holding us in a certain place. So, you know, if you're living in a, a country or a culture where you know that there are lots of freedoms that you are not allowed or you are missing, what are you allowed within that paradigm? So it's not, this is a question that's deeply personal. It's not to say that that isn't a collective question right now. I think collectively, and this goes back to the revolution and transformation I was speaking about, you know, what are we allowed to do as a collective to move ourselves forward and what aren't we allowed? That's a huge global question right now. But most of you will find it more effective to focus that personally. And remember, when we focus it personally, it completely permeates and affects the, the collective as well. So... It's both a global question for us as a society, and it's also a personal question for you as an individual. What are you allowed to be, feel, or experience next? And will you let it in? And if what I've just said makes no sense to you, just answer that question for yourself intuitively. Just sit and see what comes through, and then be curious about what word or thing is shown to you. It doesn't mean you have to act on it immediately. Sometimes we need to sit with these things for days, weeks, months before we are ready to let them manifest and reveal into ourselves. But it often starts with the awareness and with the seeing. So third theme of the month is jumping into the new. Jumping into the new. So sudden and quick energies of either you jumping into a new aspect or timeline, so a new part of yourself, your life, or suddenly something you've wanted to do for years and it's always felt like it was far away, suddenly you jump into it. It's like things line up, things open up, the time supports you doing it. So you might be jumping into the new, or you may have been doing that recently and at the moment you're just finding your feet with it, but others around you too, you will notice more people jumping quickly. And it doesn't mean they're not discerning what they're jumping into. You know, we can all jump headlessly. We can all go, I just need to jump. And then you regret it afterwards, or you realize you maybe shouldn't have jumped quite so quickly. It would have been either slightly less chaotic or slightly more successful for you, whatever successful means or looks like. But there is this very, very energetic energy that is seeing lots of us in whatever area this looks like, jumping, jumping into new things, new ways of being, new opportunities, new timelines, whatever it is. 
And it, it will seem fast. To your conscious mind, it will seem a little like, whoa. But to your spirit, to your soul, and to the energy of consciousness on the planet, it's right on track. Because we have to jump into the new as a planet. There are many new things that we are going to have to walk ourselves into, lead ourselves to, steer ourselves away from. So it's a very electric time and jumping into the new is going to be a phenomenon that some of you will experience directly. Some of you will experience and witness it happen around you and you'll be like, whoa, that surprised me that they did that or that that happened. That energy of surprise will catch up with you eventually. Doesn't mean you will do what they did exactly, but there is an, a big energy of change, a fast energy of change that looks like jumping into the new. Okay, theme number four, my favorite of the month, because I can relate. Um, messy multidimensional integration. Messy multidimensional integration. Very wordy. It's what I was given. I'll break it down. So, syncing up multidimensional parts of you. So, your mind, body, spirit. So, you know, just there are so many ways we could talk about that. But to put a very simple point on it for illustrating this theme, you know, our mind is usually tracking past patterns of behavior, thought, and action, and replaying things. Our body will do a similar thing, but it's a little more open energetically. Potentially, it has the opportunity to become a very intuitive and sensory body, depending on what your body has experienced. If your body is carrying a lot of trauma, weight that it needs to, to, to leave your body, that will take time to come to. And your spirit, of course, is your soul, the driving force. The part of you that has been around for the lifetimes in so many different ways and experiences and is now poured into this body, this identity, and seeing what level of consciousness it can steer you through and to in your life. So messy multidimensional integration refers to syncing up these three different aspects of you and specifically aspects of you that aren't yet in synergy with each other. So how this could look is, let's say your body starts feeling compelled for you to want to We'll take a simple example. Suddenly you get this bodily feeling that you want to get deeply into athletics and sports and do things physically that you perhaps haven't done for a decade or more or ever. Uh, but it's coming from your body. It's not coming from your mind. It's not some idea. Your body, you suddenly, if you start to listen to your body because you've opened your body a bit, you've been healing, you've had some powerful physical shifts. And so suddenly your body starts feeling compelled to go and do this slightly more intense sports or athletics or training. Your mind, which has stopped you doing that for many years, A, because it was thinking that it was going to unleash the trauma that you weren't ready to feel. Well, you are now because you've shifted some of it. But also because it doesn't quite know who you are in this new scenario. It doesn't have a reference for who you are as a sporty athlete. So your mind starts going a bit ballistic and trying to talk to you and trying to talk you out of it and trying to get your attention. Your soul is just blissful about this. It's like, great, this is what's going to move them to the next phase. So you've got, you know, the soul that's kind of just happily smiling, looking, the body that's pushing into something that it's never quite done before in this way, so it's very new, baby steps, and the mind that's going, oh, I don't know about this. I need to be involved in this. I need to be in charge of this. So 
you get this slightly, you know, messy, jagged, jerky kind of experience that, you know, you don't feel quite yourself, which is great, by the way. Um, unless, of course, you're walking into destructive things or things that are causing you pain and distress, that's different. But it's this messy, multidimensional integration that is happening for lots of us. Parts of us are moving forward quickly. There are other parts of us that haven't caught up yet. So there can be a little bit like, uh -uh, what's the operating system? So don't be surprised. And I spoke to the I spoke to the theme of confusion, I think, last month. So this maps into all of that. It's a confusing time on Earth, and it's probably going to be a confusing time in you because we are part of what's going on on the Earth. And if it isn't a confusing time in you and you're just sitting there judging how confusing it is out in the outside world, but you're like, I'm fine, I'm sitting right here, don't be surprised if something hits your mind, your soul, or your body and starts leading the other two in a direction that one or two of those aspects aren't quite ready for or didn't see coming. The soul is generally at peace with whatever's going on because it understands we're in Earth school. But the mind and the body can get out of sync. And so you might be finding that either your mind or your body, your mind might be trying to get you to do something that your body just is unwilling to, that you're not ready for. And you're like, God, I know I want to do this. Why won't it? Because your body needs a little more time, a little more support, a little more healing. And that doesn't mean stop doing or going toward the thing. It goes, okay, what is holding me back here? Oh, I think I need to move my body a bit more, but I need to start slowly. So messy multidimensional integration is when different parts of us are not yet in synergy or communication or alignment with each other. It's going round, so it's okay. Okay, number five, trust and power lessons. This is always a little edgy, trust and power lessons. It's very sacral for us. It's very, uh, it, it, can, it can trigger a lot around safety whenever you're looking at areas of trust or power. So it can be very intense emotionally when you yourself are going through deep trust or power lessons. It can be a little distressing. So trusting yourself around the inner and outer lessons that you might be experiencing around trust right now. So societally, we are also seeing lessons and reckoning around power power abuses or manipulations, and embracing your own power of light. So, you know, we've been having a global conversation for a few years around power abuses, manipulations. It's interesting, isn't it? There are some people who seem immune to that conversation, and there are others who get put into it. So that's a very interesting dysmorphic thing to watch as well. Um, but you might be yourself triggered by or healing through some of these trust or power lessons or issues that you're either looking at in the outer world, in the, you know, the big world, or in your immediate circle. You might be going through some healings around trust with people in your life, with yourself, and your own ability to do something that you feel you need and want to do, but perhaps previously you were missing the courage or the ability or the support to do it so you don't trust yourself yet in your ability to make something happen for yourself. Equally, power lessons are tricky because we often think of power around, uh, certainly in the, in the 3D mind, around power abuse, power over others, power manipulation. 
But power is an incredible force when it's a true, authentic, soul-centered power. When it's not a power that is trying to take the power of others or overtake the power or freedom of others. It's more something that's emanating from and within you. So you might be experiencing the brighter side of this lesson right now. You might not have too much shadow area to clear up around it, but you might be embracing your own power of light, your own connection to the power of light that is getting stronger and stronger on Earth. It's also why we're seeing the dark rise and illuminate. So trust and power lessons are up for us. And that leads me to the next theme. This is another tricky one. Judgment and punishment energies are in focus right now globally. Judgment and punishment energies are in focus right now globally. So we're in a period of time that is slowly and sometimes painfully ushering in a societal healing and reckoning around the areas of judgment and punishment. You know, there's a lot of talk lately about cancel culture. It would be wonderful if we could see transformation culture, where we as a society have a way of making sure that anyone who has experienced trauma or abuse is honored and is held and is supported to move through that. But that equally, the cancel culture energy that is, you can argue it's happening out there in the mainstream, but it isn't. It's happening in our hearts, in our minds, and it's happening in our communities. Because if that's what the mainstream wants to show us, that's what the mainstream wants to educate us to become. So it's very black and white fixed thinking to see everything as so literal and so simple. And there's a lot of complexity that needs to be considered. And it does feel like at the moment we aren't yet mature enough as a whole society to do that. But there are an increasing number of us on the planet who want to try and find different ways and want to hold space for the healing and transformation of all where possible. With some people, maybe it isn't possible. But with those where it might be, it's important to hold space for that. And yet it's increasingly disheartening to see the kind of low vibration, black and white judgment game that we are fed on a daily basis. It's not good for our spirit. It's not good for our soul. It's not good for the transformation of our culture. So it's, it's, it's hard because many of us were raised that way. So we all have it in us and we all have to grapple with it, reckon with it. You yourself might be noticing right now, you're catching places or moments or times that you are being judgmental or that we are being judgmental and it's easier to, to catch them and go, oh, I don't want to feel that defended around this. I feel like there's a bit more room than my judgmental wound that is speaking to me right now. So this judgment and punishment energies being in focus globally will also have an effect on us. And oftentimes it takes us looking at the way that a certain group or, or group of individuals or people are handling something and, and feeling it's not right, going, this does not feel right. This does not feel high vibration. This does not feel transformational for the future. This feels very old energy, very condemning, very judging, very punishing. And it's not going to actually help anybody in that scenario. That ultimately is not going to bring people to more of a transformation. So it's complex. You can't just wish it away. It has to be dealt with, but we need a new way. And so 
as often we look at that and we recognize it doesn't feel good to us, it gives us a chance too to let go of our identification with that way of being that perhaps we were holding in the past because it's what we were taught. So it's, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult and, and, and emotional, it's probably the, that's probably the heaviest theme of the month when I feel into it um, because it's complicated and it's loaded and it's old. And whenever anything's that old, it can be hard for it to transform quickly. But we're in it and we're going to start to see a slightly bigger conversation happening around it globally in the next few years. Okay, which leads me to a similar theme, theme seven, the increasing discomfort of duality. The increasing discomfort of duality. The birth of multidimensionality. So we are becoming more multidimensional. We're allowed to be more than we thought we were allowed to be. We are remembering there is more to the world and the spirit of the world than perhaps we were ever taught. And it's not organized or fixed in the way that perhaps we were taught. So all of that's opening up. So what gets increasingly uncomfortable to most of us is duality. And duality is, is simply black and white thinking. It's like, this is good, this is bad. And those are the only two poles you want to exist in. Well, there's a whole load of gray in here. And people don't hold just one viewpoint or another. You know, we're learning to hold multiple truths and perspectives at the same time. That is not bypassing. You know, if something has to be dealt with, then deal with it. But the way you feel it has to be dealt with today might evolve and change as you heal that layer, thus revealing more of your multidimensional perspective and experience as you go. So the increasing discomfort of duality, it's why more and more of us can't quite watch certain things, pay attention to certain things, because it's coming from a very dualistic voice and again, a judging and a punishing voice. So more and more of us are having to hook out of that and hook into something else. And we can hook into what's inside us and to other people that we resonate with who are also willing to go on that vibrational shift journey that we're all on. It's not always easy, uh, but holding multiple truths and perspectives at the same time, or at least having the possibility of including those, even if you don't feel or see them, is where we're ultimately going. And the last theme somewhat relates to this, new paradigm relationships ongoing. New paradigm relationships ongoing. This theme comes up periodically all the time because our relationships are so powerful to us because they are both a reflection of who we are and they are a connection to who we are and, and what we believe about ourselves, the world. So a lot of people are going through massive relationship shifts, whether it's whether it's separations, whether it's transformations, whether it's new beginnings. And most importantly, the new relationships that emerge after those are quite beautiful and quite transformational and quite different. So, for example, an ending doesn't just have to be an ending, it can be a new beginning into a new level or a new kind of relationship with somebody. Yet, we've often been taught the kind of heavier version of that, let's just focus on heartbreak of a lost friend or a lost person. That's not multidimensional experiencing. That's very linear. It's very dualistic. It's the old way of looking at grief rather than the transformational way of looking at grief. So the thing that I was told to say, new paradigm relationships, is don't forget that there is often a birth and newborn child learning to walk energy 
around relationship shifts, upgrades, and changes. Usually when, you know, any of our people in our life, whether they're friends, family members, partners, business people, people that we meet, you know, just on the street that day, that moment, we have a very a very big impact on each other in ways that we're not always taught to be aware of or cognizant of. So if you and someone that you know are raising the bar on how you speak to each other, how you communicate with each other, one of you's changing. So you change slightly your behavior. It has an immediate knock-on effect on not just the other person's perception of you, but their energy field. So it's big stuff. And so just a reminder that when you're going through any changes, transformations, new beginnings or endings in relationships. It's a big deal. It's a big deal and it affects you very, very deeply on an energy field level and it can leave you a little bit like a newborn learning to walk, but walk you will and you will find a new way of walking that the old layer that you're moving out of will beautifully support. So it's not that it, even if you have a separation with someone and you don't see them again, they are still very much influencing you. And yet we have had a, not a very emotionally aware training around relationships, what they are, how they function. So new paradigm relationships, ongoing and incoming. So that's everything for the um, October 2023 energy updates, October. Um, for those of you who are conscious entrepreneurs and you are bringing your work to the world, it's not too late to join Grow Your Business my practical and energetic business course. For those of you who want to understand more about getting your energy, your mindset, and your practical strategic way of bringing your work and your worth and your voice and your transformational energy to the world, please join me and the other entrepreneurs. And if, you, if this is still early in the month, you'll have time to join the live clinic calls, which will be taking place through October and you'll be able to access all of the material um, that I've created for that course now. So grow your business, you can check that out. As I said earlier, initiation begins on October 25th and runs weekly through November 15th. We'll play a little clip to give you a sense of that in a moment. And last but not least, um, in my members community, The Portal, every month I bring support tools, a live broadcast, recordings, other teachers, practitioners. It's a place to really hold you as you grow and find who you are becoming. And I'm thrilled that we have just released part two of The Future Human, where Regina Meredith, the wonderful Regina Meredith from Gaia TV and her own website, is interviewing the Z's all about the future of humanity. We go many decades out and uh, Regina asks some incredible questions. It's very deep material, uh, but it's also very um, uplifting. It's, it's, it's interesting, it's, it's honest and it's uplifting. And, and part two of that is now exclusively available in the portal. It will be released publicly next year in spring as, as a book and on Audible. But for my portal members, you'll be getting it serialized every month between now and February. So. If you feel called to join us in the portal, we'd love to have you, but I will leave you with a, a taste of initiation and take really good care of yourself this month. Initiation is my channeled mystery school, which takes place once a year. I was given a very clear directive by my guides in late 2021 
to bring forth a mystery school where they could deliver a message and a transmission once a week for approximately 75 to 90 minutes each week. And it was incredible, very powerful, very deep. And it also gave me an opportunity to support the process by delivering what I call a calibration video, where I help you understand and explore what might be coming up for you after each transmission from the Z's. It's a mystery school because even I don't know what the topics will be, sometimes even until the channel is delivered. But part of the reason for this is twofold. Number one, it allows the Z's to transmit exactly what is required for where we are right now and the year to come. And number two, it leaves our minds out of it, including me. We aren't allowed to fully understand what it is that we're walking into, but I can say with confidence that from the last two years, the teachings and the depth of the transmissions not only impacted our students and those of us in the experience at the time, but became guideposts for my teaching in the following months. I would hear and absorb things that they were delivering that made their way into the work in the year to come. Initiation starts October 25th and runs through November 15th and contains four weekly live 90-minute broadcasts, replays available if you can't be there live, calibration videos from me in between to help you ground and integrate the material, a welcome video from myself and my guides disease, the music album Medicine Mantras, which will not be publicly released until the end of November, and a community forum and several support materials, including worksheets and a self-care guide. Initiation is a magical, shamanic and transformative journey, and we can't wait to get started with year three and those of you who choose to join us. Check out the link below for more details and information.